The views and opinions expressed in this program by the host or guests do not state or reflect those of the company, its management sponsors, or any entities they represent. Oh, it's lit. We prime time. Subscribe, like, and share. Give us your feedback. Yo, I'm Manny at the plate and Colby off a steal. Rescue for the goal and Brady at the wheel. I'm a game changer. The Osaka of the tennis and breaking scoreboard. Simone of the Olympics. Defense and big business. The Mayweather who way better. From the greatness of Jim Brown, I bend down. Talk of sports before I was off the porch. Screaming bow nose while Jordan was playing horse. Late 80s getting torched by the drive in the shot. 2016 got a ring off the three in the block. They ease to forgot. The cardiac kids, Price and Doherty. Bell in the Indian years. This who it is. Your host D-Train, yo, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, your host D-Train, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. D Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. That was really good. My braids popping, y'all. My braids popping. So, you know, <laughs> I just know a few things. You know what I'm saying? What's good with y'all, though? How y'all feel? What's been popping? This was a crazy weekend for sports. I'm talking about, it was just crazy. I mean, you got knockouts. Nice boxing action, baseball action. It, it seemed like the Astros trying to make a series out of it, right? Um, basketball this week, two now, like 12 days, almost two weeks into the basketball season. It's done got crazy. Um, and, you know, football. But, you know, we going to talk football later on in the day. So make sure y'all be available. All right, Gridiron Thursdays, we will be streaming right before the Browns Monday night game against the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? We might do a little something special for y'all in the process. So definitely tune in. Um, but right now, right now, I want to talk basketball. Wait, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Yo, so I fought y'all. Trying to get some things in order. About to get the homie Scully up here. Bro, would you send him that link? Basketball has been crazy. Okay. My apologies, y'all. I was trying to get some things in order. Basketball been crazy. Right? This is what we hitting on right now. We hitting this basketball football. Um, because I, I just want to get into perspective, right? Oh, let me bring these standards up right quick for y'all right quick. 
I, I just want to get into perspective, right? Okay. As of right now, Milwaukee is five. The Milwaukee Bucks are five and zero. The Cleveland Cavaliers are five and one. Those are the best two records in the Eastern Conference right now. Boston is three at four and two. Atlanta is four at four and two. New York is three and three. Toronto's three and three. Washington's three and three. And the Hornets are three and three. All right. On the bottom half is Philly at three and four. Chicago at three and four. Indiana at three and four. Miami at two and five. Detroit at two and five. Brooklyn and Orlando are one and five and one and six, respectively. In the Western Conference, Portland is five and one. Phoenix is five and one. San Antonio is five and two. Utah is five and two. Uh, New Orleans is four and two. Memphis is four and two. Minnesota and Denver are both four and three, right? And that's the top eight. Now, when we get to the bottom of the division, uh, of the conference, OKC is three and three. Dallas is three and three. Golden State is three and four. The Clippers are two and four. Sacramento is one and four. The Lakers are one and five. And Houston are one and six. Who saw that coming in the first seven games for the season? Now, it's still early, right? Teams are still figuring out. It's a lot of shuffling. Not going to the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? Guys still coming off injury or still recuperating from last season's injuries and still trying to get in a rhythm. Um, basketball been crazy, boy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And we got scoring leaders, right? Luka averaging 36.7. Giannis averaging 34.4. Durant averaging 32.6. Donovan Mitchell averaging, averaging 32.2. Kevin Durant is averaging 32 even, right? And then on the assist side, Chris Paul averaging 10 and a half, 10, almost 11 assists a game. Tyrese Halliburton averaging 10 assists a game. Trey Young averaging 9.7 assists a game. Harden averaging 9 assists a game. Luka averaging 8.7 assists a game, right? <laughs> and then on the rebound side, Rudy Gobert is averaging 15 rebounds a game. Giannis averaging 14 rebounds a game. Nurkic averaging 12 rebounds a game. Usovic averaging 12 rebounds a game. And Zubats averaging 12 rebounds a game. Right? And on the block side, Rob, uh, uh, why do I, it's not Rob. Brooke Lopez is averaging three and a half blocks a game. Zubats averaging two and a half blocks a game. So is uh, Mitchell Robinson. Bo Bo averaging two and a half blocks a game. And Kevin Durant averaging two blocks a game, right? And then as far as the steel leaders, Fran Van Fleet got two and a half a game. Anthony Davis got two and a half a game. Shea Gilders Alexander got two and a half a game. DeMarco, uh, not, I said, I was about to say DeMarco Murray. I'm switching my sports. I'm switching. DeJounte Murray got 2.3 uh, steals a game. And Holiday averaging two steals a game, right? So, this has been a wide open, wide open first seven, five, first seven games. All right. What's really interesting me the most, or interesting me the most, is the Cavaliers, of course. All right. These Cavs 
lost the first game of the season to the Toronto Raptors, right? Lost a close game. In that same game, we lost Darius Garland. Um, he got his odds, lacerated um, from a, a interaction with uh, Gary Trent Jr., uh, which is interesting because the very next night, Gary Trent Jr. caused a similar laceration to I forget what team that was. Pardon me, want to say it was Denver. Uh, whatever the case, though. Hold on. Actually, let me see what game that was. What's Toronto? It was right after the Cavs. So it was the next game. Yeah, it was the next game. Yes, I know. Which was crazy. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that Gary Trent Jr. is purposely out here injuring people. I am going to say, though, bro, you got to watch what you're doing with them long-ass men. You know what I'm talking about? In the hood, you, we the fault you for that shit. We the fault. Let's get into these guys. All right? The Cleveland Cavaliers out here smoking shit. Um, they're on a five-game winning streak after dropping the first one to Toronto. They beat Boston on the comeback win. They beat the Knicks last night on the comeback win. Um, they beat the Magic. They beat the Hawks. No, it was the Bulls. Raptors, they beat the Bulls, then the Wizards, then the Magic, and the Celtics, then the Knicks. Make sure I get this right. All right. What's been most oppressive about this about this Cavs about this Cavs five game win? Has it been the play of Donovan Mitchell solely? Is it the coaching? Has JB figured out? Is, is he starting to figure out how to coach winning basketball? Uh, could it be the defined role? Could it be? The Cavaliers roster is getting comfortable in their roles. Not everybody knows what their roles are. Spider Mitchell is amazing. Okay. Um, in this five-game winning streak, he's eclipsed 30 points four times. One of those times, he went 40. And the open was 40 again last night. I seen a question up there because Utah five and two. Why am I representing Utah? Because that's where Donovan Mitchell came from. We traded. Well, y'all know the trade. Five first round picks, three unprotected, two pick swap, Colin Market and Ochai Baji. All to Utah for us to get Donovan Mitchell. After seven games in the season. I think I can legitimately say that was a win-win trade. Lori Marketing is in Utah ball. Colin Saxon's ball. Elite Beasley's ball. Old child starting to get minutes. They're fighting too. In a Western Conference, that's supposed to be pretty scary. 
mean, that Western Conference got already got five teams, for, got four teams for five wins. Okay. But all those teams don't look as scary as the Cavs. The Cavs, on paper, in my opinion, have the most versatile roster in the league. The Cavs have three seven-footers, legitimate seven-footers. They have a better four that is notorious for stretching the floor. They have one, two, three, four guards that look legitimately run off, right? Then you got one, two, three, four, five. Um, I mean, we got wings. So, you know, my thing about JB and this winning basketball thing, oh, let me detrain game changer sports talk industry sports. We live, we streaming on multiple media platforms, all right, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. If you missed the live, you can catch the recordings or the playback on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, things like that. Um, wherever you're streaming from, should be a link. Uh, right there in the chat box or if you want to come on speak your piece or if you just want to type in and don't hit a speak your piece we welcome at all um if you're on twitter it's possible we may not see your uh your uh your uh, messages so just feel free to come right over to the to the facebook side or to the youtube side and that way we can get you all included in here too but we're gonna figure out how to fix that up um but yeah no the calves have a super versatile team, right? Um, and what makes what makes it interesting about the Cavs and their versatility. Oh, welcome, welcome, Scully. What's good, baby? Hey, I heard they were oh, talking thanks. about something scary. Them Cavs are scary, so I had to show up. The Cavs are oh. scary. Crystal yeah, Lake, you know. Happy holidays. Happy Halloween, brother. Game changer. Happy, happy Halloween, man. Hey, I just want I just wanted to jump in here and listen to some of that Cavs talk because you're all scary for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna get to the thick of this right now. Um yeah. the Cavs have the most versatile team in the league, in my opinion. Uh and they're down their top two facilitators and Darius Garland and Ricky Rupert. Right. What's been interesting about the Cavs winning streak, though, is I think this is a clear example of how they're going to probably win in this. Game change. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, man, in the street sports, you know, I got the family thing going on, so I got to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think this is a blueprint for how the Cavs will win, right? Um, let's point out the positives first, right? Donovan Mitchell is 
the number one score on this team. Darius Garland is the number two. It makes sense because Mitchell could pass his ass on, but Mitchell's create creating for others comes off his aggressiveness and assertiveness to score the ball. Now understand, this is what we wanted Colin to do. And this is what we wanted to see from Colin last year to be able to judge, you know, how he would push the move the needle for. You know, unfortunately, Colin didn't get a chance to do that. Um, and so we we will never know. However, though, yeah. You know, yeah. as most people say, Mitchell and, and Sexton have very similar games. Mitchell was just old. Um, I, the way I look at it as Mitchell was a professional sport, in my opinion. At 25, I know that, you know, we, we reserve those things for guys like Carmelo and guys like uh, uh, Lou Williams, you know, guys like Jamal Croft, you know. But in reality, man, Donovan Mitchell was a professional sport. I mean, he can lay it up, he can dunk it, he can hit the mid-range, long-range, he can extend it long-range, he can hit off the dribble, he can hit off the off the, uh, off the spot-up, he can hit off the screen. Um, I mean, bro, Dwight can score from anywhere on the court, and he's only 25, so he ain't even hit his prime yet, all right? Darius Garland is more of a focused facilitator. He looks to get other guys involved, whether he used his dribble to create or he used his range to extend the defense so he can penetrate and create. On top of that, he got a floater, he got a layup with either hand. That backcourt duo <laughs> is going to be crazy. The other things that people wanted to know is where is the additional scoring coming from? Is it Mobley as the third, you know, or just other, like, how does that work? Okay. Mobley will eventually be the third guy, if not the second guy. Uh, Holy say, comeback player of the year, young bull. Bro, he just, listen, him, just on that specific comment, him, Mm -hmm. Jamal Murray, can't forget about Jamal Murray, John Wall, another guy we can't forget Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. Uh, Kawhi, Another guy we can't forget about, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, It's a few guys that's going to contend for that comeback player of the year. But I think if Utah stays as a sixth seed or above, like a guaranteed playoff spot in the West, Mm -hmm. that's Young Bull Award. Because the rest of those guys are coming back to teams that's already low. He's literally on a team that's projected not to do much, even though they got a team full of starters. So, you know, young bull, as long as they keep their winning ways up, I think he definitely, I def, I think he definitely could be leading for that comeback player of the year. Um, but with the Cavs, though, they've been getting additional scoring from the other guy. Right? Two nights ago in Boston. It was Levert that put up 40. But people asleep on Mobley had 19 and 10. You got another, uh, you got Chetty. We've been questioning Chetty all offseason. 
Because last year he was just so inconsistent. Just over the years he's been so inconsistent. He hit some nights, then he don't. But this season in the first six games, I think Chetty has scored double figures in every game. Maybe one he didn't. I think the second game. But if I'm mistaken, he scored double figures in every game. Mobley has been the third leading scorer in just about every game. Kevin Love is showing that he's going to continue to be the same guy he was last year. And he can come off for 20 to 25 minutes and still give us 20-plus points at any given night, 10-plus rebounds. And even though he's not a defensive guy, he's leading the league in charges. So, you know, he's finding a way to contribute on the defensive end the best way he can, even though he's not athletic to get blocks on. Got enough foot speed to be making steals like that. But he didn't got a few blocks this year, too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Dean Wade got that contract extension right before the year started, three years, 18 million. All right. And he's been showing why. At first, in the first couple games, I felt like he was a little timid. But like these last three games, he's been letting it loose. Last night, he had seven threes. You know what I'm saying? They helped with that comeback win in New York. Uh, I think the game before that, he hit like two or three. Um, so, you know, and he might be a guy that really ends up in that that start small four spot because he's 6'9". He's athletic enough to run the floor. He's strong enough and got enough foot speed to go side to side with, with, with most of the guys. Um, he can get up, we got up. He stretched the floor. Um, and, and that six nine side <clears throat> just really goes well with, you know, the small backcourt and the two twin towers down there um, with Mobley and Allen. Allen? Allen got like five double doubles in six games. Balling. Okay. Balling. One Balling. game, yeah. one game he had like seven blocks. They gave him credit for five, but I witnessed seven. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. So this Cavs team is loaded. <clears throat> all right. This is without Rubio and Garland. They are loaded. All right. Uh, Scully, man, because I've been rapping. Well, you know, as a, as a Philly guy, you know, as 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 a as a as a, as a uh, next door state um, competitor, how do you view the cat so far? Well, like I, I was gonna say when you was mentioning Kevin Love, I was gonna say usually, usually when you see this match, that means death. But the Cavs are alive. They alive. Like, uh, man, I I hit the switch the other day and they was on TV. I didn't get to catch the whole game. <clears throat> I'm trying to watch, trying to make sure I catch them alive because. Hey, if they can beat right now, they on a five-game winning streak. They could beat the Bucks. That's the best team in the East right now, as far as record-wise um, and talent-wise. But uh, gotta give love to, to Ke- I gotta give love to Kevin Love, Mitchell, and Allen. They put, they got that. Not even looking at them other pieces. You got Mitchell, superstar, playing like a young Dwayne Wade, playing like he was in his first year or two. And then you throw Kevin Love out there to stretch four. He's hitting the three. He's alive. He ain't dead. And like you was just talking about, um, Allen, man, great defender, great rebounder, somebody that could just punch in, get dunks. The Cavs, man, they 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 had they lost that first game. 
you know, they had to get it, had to get a little sum under their belt. They ain't looked back since. They ain't looked back. They're gonna be a problem for Milwaukee because they got the size for Giannis. Um, I think for the Cavs, it's all about their shooting. It's all about their shooting. If they can get them shooters down, they they hey, they gonna get them top. I think the Cavs can get the top three four spot. Trent on this Halloween. They scary. That's why I got this mask. The Cavs is scary out here. <laughs> the last, um, if the Cavs can continue to play at a high level, um, I, I definitely believe um, they might come away with number one seed. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. Milwaukee is still a threat. Um, and like I said, I'm just going off what I'm seeing right now. I, I do consider the fact that Milwaukee is undefeated and they they don't have Chris Middleton. Um, right. I think Javar Carter being exerted in that lineup so Drew Holiday can play the two has helped because I've been screaming for that since they – since they traded for Drew Holiday, right? You got to let him play the two. He's more of a threat as a two guard. You got, you know what I'm saying? That's that's got to prioritize getting everybody involved. You remember um, when they made that? They made, they made that switch when he was in Philly. Remember when they put him at? He, they tried to put him at point. When they put him at the two, that's when Drew really started to show his skills. No, for real. Um. And when they did it to him at um in New Orleans that year that they got Rondo and Demarcus Cousins and they put him at the yeah. two. He was he was going ham. Um, yeah, he had shooting guard all of the way. But see for the Cavs, right? For all the guys that we named that you know score the ball, uh, you know, Moby Allen Way is guys that we out of the guys that we name from the cast or that I name, are those are the three that give you a little offense and defense. But the guy still, like I say, Ricky Rubio is a defensive guard who can facilitate. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. This this should bother me too. Uh, who can facilitate? Uh, Isaac Okoro is a defensive point. Lamar Stevens is a defensive point. You know what I'm saying? Even Karis LeVert, when he come in, he played good. And his pass have been, been better. Um, so the Cavs have been, and you know, like I said, when we traded for Donovan Mitchell, I said what I liked about this trade was that <laughs> the Cavs only traded away players that didn't have a defined role on this team. Marketing was playing the three, but he was out of the position. Sexton was not being considered one of the top go-to guys, so he didn't have a role. And then Ochai just got drafted, so he didn't even get a chance to find a role. Right, but right. acquiring Donovan Mitchell gave us a a a, a, a for sure number one score, a guy that's gonna get buckets game in and game out, a guy who's an elite passer. Yeah, some experience, you know what I'm saying, has led a team. You know, for a young team, that's that's an invaluable thing, which is why the draft picks didn't mean nothing because the Cavs have been picking in the top of the draft. I mean, right now, we, we literally have, <laughs> what, Rubio was a top 10 pick, Garland was a top 10 pick, 
Mobley was a top 10 pick. Akora was a top 10 pick. Love was a top 10 pick. Uh, uh, Robin Lopez was what, a top 15 pick. Allen was a top 20 pick. Karis LeVert was a first round pick. Like, mm-hmm. bro, they on the team full of first round picks. Winler was a first round pick. Chetty, yeah, like, Chetty was a second round pick. Um, Lamar Stevens and Dean Wade was basically walk ons, you know what I'm saying? Undrafted guys who've been on the team. Uh, Neto was a guy that came from overseas. Like, bro, like, the Cavs already loaded, so we didn't really, the, the picks don't matter. It's more about the money. Like having the money to keep all these guys and try to keep it together as a cohesive unit. Um, but versatile wise, and this, Brad, listen, I don't know if anybody want to really play these cats. I know the Sixers don't. <laughs> hey, when the Sixers see the Cavs right now, they see this mask. Nigga, they don't even come, don't come out the locker room yet. We're not ready. Look, and then I don't know if you said it yet, but all that talent, all that uh, all that young talent, and then adding Donovan Mitchell was a hell of a move for the GM. Let's get that Cavs coaching staff some love too because you got to put it together. You got to be able to put it together. You know what I mean? After game one, they feel like after the first game of the season, they, they, they feel like they kind of put it together. You got to get a coaching staff some mad love for, for putting the pieces that you're talking about together. Yeah, that's a uh, so that's a Kobe Altman thing. Uh, this is no, this is no slight on JB Bickerstaff, but Kobe Altman like is the architect of this because Kobe Altman was the only one here when they first started. Yeah. So when when Kobe Altman took over, LeBron was still here for his last year. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was the year they traded Kyrie. That was his first job was to trade Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Right. He ultimately turned Kyrie into uh, basically Colin Saxton, Jordan Clarkson, which turned into Larry and Larry Nance, which turned into marketing, which helped turn to the Donovan Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Right. like, like Kobe handpicked everybody you see on this team. Kobe handpicked. So I, you know, oh, Cal Bobo, the bird dropped 41 on Friday. Then oh from now from the field one point on Sunday, shaking my head. He needs to be more consistent. <laughs> I'm glad. Cal was good to you. You know what I'm saying? Good afternoon to you. Appreciate you dropping in. Um, to your point, right? This is why I say Levert has to come off the bench. All right. Um, and let's get into some of the critiques of the Cavs. We've been screaming their praises. Got to get into some of the critiques, right? Um, Levert is only starting because Darius is out. Even though Levert isn't scoring, Levert is playing good team defense. He's playing good one-on-one defense, and he's being a good facilitator. Because even though he only had one point last night, he had seven or eight assists. And for the season, he's been averaging about five or six assists. Now, what I what I like about Avert is the same thing I like about um, Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, both of them create for others 
by being aggressive scoring the ball. We don't need two of those guys in the lineup, though, when Darius Garland gets back. So bringing LaVert off the bench with Rubio and Love, do you know how murderous that is? That's why the Cavs are so dangerous. That's why the Cavs are so dangerous because the only other team in the East, and we only we rocking with the East right now. We'll get into the West. But the only reason why the East is that good and Milwaukee's that good is because they got the same, they got that thorough bench. The Cavs might got the best bench in the East. And they, like you said, they got Garland out now. Levert could give you 41. So if he can give you 41 as a starter, he can give you 15, 20 off the bench with Rubio and Love. That's hella dangerous. That's hella dangerous. That's dangerous right there. That's scary. That's scary. I call them the Altman group. It's the Altman group, man. I like because that. He, I like he that. handpicked these guys, man. And um, <clears throat> so, so I hope, so when speaking on LeVert, uh, Kyle, I just wanted to, you know, I hope that's the, this is showing everybody why I say LeVert should be off the bench. Because just saying Donovan get in foul trouble. Now you can bring in LeVert and you're bringing in a bigger version of the guy that you just had to take out early. All right? While well, like Rubio. Because if you take Garland out, then you could bring Rubio in and Rubio going to give you as much impact as Garland going to give you. He may not give you the points in the shooting per se, but <laughs> the impact is going to be there uh, and notice. Yeah. Um, what I don't like right now is the lack of touches for Evan Mobley. And this is a two-sided coin. I don't think, and this is just right now, because from my point of view, um, and, and let me let me kind of give a baseline of where I'm going with my statement. I've said that JB Bickerstaff has taught this young team how to play team basketball and team defense. But now that their expectations are raised and they're more looked at as a threat, he needs to teach winning basketball. And teaching winning basketball is a little different than team basketball. It's still team basketball, but now there's a focus. There are certain guys that are supposed to get certain touches in certain situations because that's what their role is. You got certain guys that's only going to get so many opportunities on the offensive end because they're there for more of a defensive presence and things like that. And getting everybody to buy in is a tough role. So with JB right now, I don't think he calls enough plays for Evan Moore. I also feel like, too, when I say this is a two-sided corner, um, as I feel like Evan Mobley doesn't know what he wants to do before he gets the ball. And me, as a, as a basketball head, uh, from my knowledge, I always believe that when you're dominant in the paint, you have to know what – you have to know your spots on the floor inside the paint. Like inside the three, you need to know. Like if I get it right here, I can shoot it or I can back it down depending on who it is and get this shot. If I get it right here, I can go over this shoulder or this shoulder. I know this before I get the ball, before I even sit myself here, all right? I think about Tim Duncan. 
when Tim Duncan got the ball on the wing, you knew that he can kill you from the glass shot. It was so much a threat that he knew he got you with it, so his pump fake was better in that role. Yeah. All right. That's why what you said. I think his role go come is go get better once uh, once Garland come back because you know him and Garland got the chemistry together more than anything. And yeah. he did yeah. get a lot of buckets off of Garland. So once Garland come back, I think it'll be a little bit more. You get to get in that rhythm and yeah, get right. more buckets. Yeah. So that that yeah. I believe too. Uh, what you about to say, Scully? Go ahead. I said, holy right at the end of the day. And the scary thing is, <clears throat> we focusing on scary today. <clears throat> scary thing is, is that they five and one without that. So when you add that into the mix and you add him in there and you get him in Pickle Staff uh, draws up more plays, that's how you beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the series. Them little, them little moves, them little, little, little chess pieces that you was just talking about. You jump in the gun. Hold on. Hold Scully, I appreciate your praise, but hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I, hey, I, ready I said now, I meant a series. I meant a series, but I really meant like the back. The back I got you. you I know. got you. No, I, no, I'm with you. I'm just like I don't want to put all that pressure. I ain't trying to put all that pressure on the Cavs yet. We got a long way to go. Long way to go. But um, and and playing devil advocate to your point, it shouldn't matter who in the game. It shouldn't matter if Garland in the game running the point, Levert running the point. Mitchell running the point, Neto running the point, or Rupio running the point. All right. Mobley should be a yeah. a a uh implemented game plan to every game. All right. He should be seen as the third score, undoubtedly, right now. All right. And yeah. Donovan Mitchell, so this is where, and I don't really knock Donovan because I, I'm putting myself in Donovan's shoe. Bro, I was just in Utah where, you know, it ain't really a lot to do, but it is. It's cold. You know, uh, I'm in an area I'm not really that familiar with, but I'm playing great on a team where I'm like the only real scorer. I got a couple shooters, but I'm the only real scorer. Now I randomly get sent to a team that's young and loaded, and I get to assert my dominance as being a scorer, I I understand that. Donovan has show, shown, though, that he can facilitate, and he's a willing facilitator, even though he's still a growing playmaker in that department, which is all encouraging signs. So what I'm looking for Donovan to do is, hey, bruh, you know, you done went on your 15-point, you know, 10-point little run on the dolo side. You know what I'm saying? Or your, your six-point four assists on the dolo side. Or I say three assists. On the dolo side right quick. Um, why not specifically use your influence on the game right now to isolate you and Mobley? Get you and Mobley on that wing where he's setting that pick for you to go inside, and that way he can roll to the middle. All right? Force that issue. Because 
Mobley can pass. He can dribble. He can post. It's not like he can't do nothing. But, you know, as a leader on a team, you have to empower guys. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with JB. It's JB as the coach when he see because the Cavs still was hit, been hitting their little stagnant spells. You know, they go three, four minutes down score. You know what I'm saying? And allow a team to either get back into the game or allow a team to take control of the game by going on those draw spells. Now, people will say, oh, it's because Garland like not there. That, that's not the case. They're putting up 120-plus points in multi, at least 100 points every game. It, it, ain't about the, it ain't about that. It's about the utilization, all right? Mobley should be getting forced touches. Now, what I do like is Mobley get a lot of third and fourth quarter buckets. So he's showing up when it matters. You know what I'm saying? He's hitting good from the line. Uh, let me pull that up. Uh, what what you think about that, Scully? Yeah, Mo, I feel like uh, if you're going to use – if you're not going to use him, the thicker staff ain't going to really run a lot of plays for Mobley. Um, during the game, at least keep him involved enough for him to finish the quarter out. I mean, the, the key factor for the Cavs is um, you got one superstar. A lot of teams got one or two or three superstars. Um, so you got upcoming superstar, young players, maybe. They got work to do. So because you only got one superstar, you got to make sure that you got all your ball players ready to finish out the fourth quarter everybody got to be on tilt and ready to go to finish games especially when you play them the top teams in the seat in the, in the east and the west so to have mobile you just gotta at least keep mobile in the rhythm to be ready to finish that fourth quarter so he can help out um you know he can help out the stars and help out a lot of that one two and three guys that that get the plays called for them you know, and then when you get your when you get your uh your weapons back, you got everybody going one way, all you know, kind of being ready to finish out that fourth quarter to beat the really good teams, Detroit. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. I, I just you know I feel like Mobley he he has to know what he wants to do when he gets the ball. Um yeah. You know, I don't want him falling into the same type of mentality um, Kevin Love fell into when he was playing with Kyrie and LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Even though you may not right now be, you know, as big as stars as your to your backcourt, you still one of them ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just need to see more of that. Um, you don't want to see I, him. You don't want to see him so out the like when you make when, when you brought up uh, Kevin Love and and, uh, and and you remember if you remember when how Kevin Love game was with LeBron and Kyrie because he was so out of the game plan. It his role basically came down to just hitting threes, which is something he can do. But Kevin Love at that point was a better player than that. He can he can get off the dribble. He can post you, he can fade away, he can draw, draw a foul. You don't want him just floating and floating and not playing his game because he's not getting calls called for him, right? That's what you're saying though, right? Right, exactly. Like, like, okay, so like, 
Now, like I say, I've been noticing in the third and fourth quarters of these games, you know, they find a way to get Mobley the ball. But I think, now that I'm really thinking about it, right? So the beginning of last year, right? Garland made me mad before Colin got hurt. I think it was like the first four games of the season. I think by like game six, it's almost like he hurt. And I said, bro, Darius got the greenest light in the NBA, and he don't shoot the ball. All right? He wasn't shooting it. Like, he was deferring too much. And I think JB is taking this approach with Evan right now. Like, yeah, you a big man, and my guards going to find ways to get you touches. But you got a green light. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying because, and, and I say it, that because it's it's possessions where Mobley get the rebound right, and everybody is start running down. Like you could push the point, you see what I'm saying, or he'll get it in the half court in a certain situation, and it's like he don't realize that they letting him ISO. You know what I'm saying, so. You know, it could be a recognition thing for Mobley, and it's only seven games. You know, what I'm saying he only in his second season. Um, so you know, I you know, I reserve like full scale conclusion judgment to like game 15, 20, something like that. Um, but you know, that could be the case. I just feel like they should they should call the play for him. Yeah. Uh, we we get Mobley. Yeah. You know I'm saying like, yeah, we getting Mobley right here on the block right here in this matchup against him. Oh, we got this person on the floor. Is every time we can, I want Mobley against this person getting this feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I feel like I, they should be doing that. That's why I feel like different staff. He uh, <clears throat> he's gonna be key to this because he got to work this magic. He got a lot of ways to play games. He got a lot of ways to score. He got a lot of ways to beat teams. Now you need that coach that can do that, that can that can put all that together. You know, like not, for instance, not a Doc Rivers. That's glad he not out there. But you need a coach that know what he's doing, that can make or put all these pieces together. Just like you saying, drawing up plays for Mobley, making sure Garland get his touches, making sure Donovan is aggressive, making sure Kevin Love get his shots. Everybody got to get their shots, you know, making sure Allen catch a couple oops a game. If they do that and get this coaches and they get this coaching staff to really call the right plays, get these guys in the right pieces. Hey, like I said, Cavs is scary. Cavs going to be scary. They scary now. Five straight winning game, five game winning streak. No, now it's time for them. Yeah, it's definitely time for them to get. They get their buzz on. Um, Scully be right back. Just need a couple seconds, right quick. So, uh, hot button topic on the cast Isaac Okoro. I know it's a hot button because everybody wants to know, you know, why he hasn't asserted himself on the offensive end. You know, I, I don't know if y'all understand this or not. I think. A lot of us do. I think there are some that may not. Okay. 
Only so many guys could have the role of scoring the ball. Other guys just have to be capitalized on their opportunities when they get them. But they got to do other things that help everybody else do their job. Isaac Okoro is our number one perimeter defender. He is literally the only wing on the squad that could defend on all three levels at a high level. That's three-point line, two-point range, and going to the hole. All right? Mobley could do it, but Mobley is not a wing. He's not. He's a big man. He's not like one of those. He's not He's not like Chetty. He's a big man. Okoro was the only one that could do that. And guess what? All the fouls that he racked up or whatever for a 20-year-old in his third year. I want y'all to remember that. Okoro's 20 years old in his third year. His first two years was Kobe. He don't turn, he don't even get his liquor license till January. So I ain't out on a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially, and what gives me hope is seeing how Dean Wade and Lamar Stevens had developed in this system. How Colin Sexton developed in this system. How Darius Garland has developed in this system. How Jared Allen has developed. Hell, I checked y'all. Like, so the development is there. Guys are getting better than they was the year before, which is the role of development. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so Okoro plays great defense, and without him, you would really see the drop in, in my opinion. Whenever his offensive game clicked, that just give us even more chance to win it all. And you need guys like that on your team. Guys that are impactful without scoring, but you know if they start scoring, it's a long night for your team. You know what I'm saying? Everybody need that. Um, but I know the Cavs ain't the only team that's been doing anything. Um, Scully, before I, before I, before you had got on, um, I had read off uh, the standings, um, but I'ma just hit the top four in each conference, right? So in the East, Milwaukee undefeated at five and zero, Cleveland five and one, Boston four and two, Atlanta four and two. In the Western Conference, Portland five and one, Phoenix five and one. San Antonio five and two and Utah five and two. What you think? So, uh, <clears throat> so uh, uh, it's all to be like I said. First six games, all to be expected. The Bucks five and zero. Oh, they got the deepest team. They got the hardest worker. They got the they got the the freak from 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 Greece over there. Um, the Cavs got this probably. The most thoroughest team as far as bench and starters. Celtics got two stars. The Hawks got got some stars. So I expect the East to go like that. Um, we know that we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you about the the. Hey, look, today is the scary day and the dead day, right? There's a few teams that are dead. They're trying to dig themselves out of uh, of the grave. One of those teams should be up in that top four. But I'm gonna ask you about that in a minute. Um, D. Trent, the Blazers, five and one. Damian Lillard is back. <clears throat> Good to see him back. That boy, Dane Tom. Phoenix Suns. Um, we know we already know what they're about. They, they, you know, they, they're coming out as one of the. So none of those are shockers. 
The Spurs, you know Popovich was only going to need a couple years to get that team back. The Jazz, that may be of a soccer more for me because of all the things they gave up. But the, I think I like the Pelicans at number five at four and two. Um, so the Warriors, um, you know, they, they floating. They floating. You know how they do. They don't turn up till about till about uh, March, um, April. So, you know, um, they just cruising, trying to stay healthy. Trent, let's talk about the dead. The dead trying to come back to life. First of all, let's clap it up for the Lakers. The dead team that finally got a win. Let's clap it up for the Lakers. You know, because we love Brian over here. We love Brian. We love Westbrook. And we love AD. They did. They just dug themselves. They dug a little dirt off their casket. Finally got one win after a five-game losing streak. And then my other two teams I want you to talk. I want to know what you feel about is the dead-ass Sixers and the dead-ass Brooklyn Nets. Those We got three of the most exciting teams in the league that's, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I got to make a trip to their home tonight because I might have to kill them all. They did. The Nets, the Sixers, the Lakers. How you feel about them dead-ass teams with all that talent, Detroit? How you feel about it? Let me start off with Cal say, now I'm in L.A. right now visiting fam. Was in attendance for the Lakers' first W. They looked good last night. Not a fan, though. Um, Who they beat? First Who off, they beat, uh, enjoy yourself while you're out there, Cal. Be safe, but enjoy yourself, man. Yeah, L.A. Yeah. is beautiful. I spent time out there myself. Um, visit Nipsey Block. Did it has some food and all that. Kicked it. Um, L.A. is is spectacular on the odds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the Lakers in their first double. Uh, okay. The problem with the Lakers, the problem with the Lakers isn't the talent or lack thereof. It's people playing a role. They have enough guys on there. Like, it ain't like Nobody on a team can shoot the three. They're just not historically good at it. But every guy they got can get hot from three. Brian get hot from three. Westbrook, as much as y'all crazy, he can get hot from three sometimes. Lonnie Walker can get hot sometimes. Uh, Kendrick Nunn can get hot from three sometimes. Austin Reed can get hot from three sometimes. Like, Troy Brown could get hot from three every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got guys down there who could. Now, this would be the great greatest chance for them to end season, build their shot up, because you're going to get so many opportunities that you might have can't do nothing but go up. Uh, but, you know, it's just utilization. The Lakers won last mm-hmm. night because Russell Westbrook comes off the bench. Right. I'm, if that's a little too black and white for people, it, it is what it is. But the whole reason why they won is because Russell come off the bench. You can bring Russell off the bench with your, your Kendrick Nuns and Troy Browns and, and, and other guys like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got Thomas Bryant and your Damian Joneses that he can run with. Um, and that'll just let Russ be Russ. Mm-hmm. And then when you do got to play him, Brian, 
and uh, AD together at the same time on the floor. At least all of them have already got their own feel for the game plan their way, and it's just going to allow them to just play play team ball. You know what I'm saying? Because they already didn't cook individually, which is what you want. You want all of them to be able to cook individually or cook, you know, stagger two at a time, maybe sometimes three at a time. Russell on the last year of his deal. So him coming off the bench just makes him look more attractive, especially if he fuck around and win six man of the year. So right. as long right. as the Lakers do that, bro, they can still be at least a six seed. I think just I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I'm agree with you on a few things, and then I'm a, I'm gonna agree with LeBron because I think LeBron knew what this was coming into this. This not <clears throat> this team is not built to win. Um, that. I don't know. I, we can't really – we don't even really know who they bench is. They have no really scoring off the bench. Um, that's why I agree with you putting Westbrook on the bench because you need points off the bench. We don't know who – none of these guys are proven off the bench. The The key thing you said and what you said, D. Trent, was these guys can get hot. And that's the problem with the Lakers. they got to get hot. You can't rely on any of these perimeter shooters to come in game in and game in and give 15, 20. And I feel like the Sixers got the same problem the Lakers got. You got your big three. You got LeBron, you got AD, you got Westbrook. But around them, you really don't have no steady shooter. You can't. Now you got to wait for guys to get hot. If they don't get hot, LeBron got to drop 50. AD got to be the best player in the league. Westbrook got to come off the bench and drop 20, which I think he can do. I feel like what they did the other day and how you said, make Westbrook play his game. No jumpers. Go to the rack unless you hot. Come off the bench and just play fast, fast, play fast. Let Westbrook have a LeBron and AD don't play fast. LeBron plays fast, but AD don't. And I feel like AD, he looked like he gained a lot of, he looked heavy out there, but I think he's finally getting in shape. The first few games, AD looks, he looked heavy, sloppy, man. I think he's finally getting in shape, but I don't know, man. I don't know. LeBron said it himself, D-Trent, this team is not built. They're going to have, they're going to have to pick up some shooting. They got to pick up some shooting. Um, I don't know who they're going to move. I feel like Westbrook's going to end up getting moved regardless because there's no other piece to move but him. They need shooters. They need shooters. And they need AD to get in shape and play. Where went, they, they said, when, when you mentioned the top five players in the league, D-Trent, can, can right now, can you put Anthony Davis in that, in that category? No. I don't know. Exactly. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't, I don't know. I don't agree that it's a problem because the league is just too talented. You know what I'm saying? You could lose your top spot any given week. Like, the yeah, league is just too talented. Um, but AD, AD, is, AD, is like, AD is like Giannis and Embiid. You, them guys are not supposed to lose that. They can't. Yeah, but he not like Giannis and Embiid, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm saying like he ain't. I'm saying that's that's not his game though. Like so, this is this is, and this is just a side note to the convo. This is what I don't like about certain 
certain aspects of how people view basketball. Okay? First off, if a player tells you where they feel more comfortable at, how is anybody else going to tell them how they can max their game? That's their game. That's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody coming to your house telling you how you can utilize your TV better. What? How you don't know that I want to use utilize my TV like this, and the rest of these features don't matter to me? Right. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And people get too mm. caught up in that. I'm a firm believer in playing a guy to his strength, and sometimes his strength and his size may not match what the position average, you know, uh, uh, you know, dictates more or less. All right. Right. So right. in saying this, right. Anthony Davis is a power forward. He is not a center. To play power forward and to play center is two totally different assignments, even though they're going for the same goal. A center's job is to hang around the rim, offense and defense. His number one goal is to dictate things in the paint, whether that's rebounding at a high level, altering shots, or finishing shots at a high level. You know what I'm saying? And just being an overall presence. A power forward's number one job is to back up the center, which is mostly about getting rebounds and having some type of offensive game. Right? Which is exactly what Anthony Davis does. He is a guy who can get you rebounds, but He's so good defensively that putting him solely at the center, it, it's a negative to your team. So, oh, yeah. for example, yeah. New Orleans had him at center all those years, and then they brought in DeMarcus Cousins. Prior to those years, they had Drew Holiday playing the one. The same season they brought in DeMarcus Cousins, they brought in – Rajon Rondo, and they move Drew Holiday to the two. Playing 80 at the four and Drew Holiday at the two made that team scared. You know why? Because those guys were playing in a position of power. So right. the All Lakers right. need to stop trying to play AD at the five. Period. Well, we know that. We know. We know. We know that. And that, Detroit, that's the reason why the team – LeBron is upset with what's going on because they didn't whoever orchestrated his team in the beginning is doing the wrong thing. They're not they putting AD in the wrong spot. And you don't have no shooters around Bron and AD. And Westbrook ain't a shooter. And uh what's the name that they brought in is a defender. He's not a shooter. There's no shooters on this team. How do you surround one of the best driving kick dominating dribbling players like Bron and one of the best Inside outside players like AD without any shooting. So that ain't well, AD's fault. We know that. Well, I would say this. As the guy, as as the guy Palenka who's in charge, right? To me, it sounds like what he's saying is y'all better learn how to shoot. <laughs> y'all can defend. Listen, y'all can defend, y'all can pass. Y'all can run up and down the court. Y'all can get up and on the break. All y'all can't do is it's 15 of y'all with all these accolades. 
between all of y'all, well, at least three or four of y'all, and y'all can't shoot the ball? That posed the question. Is is Palinka wrong for that? I mean, guess what? If it was a big problem, this is how I feel about it. If Bron knew that this was a problem, he would have went upstairs and Palinka would have did different. Bron thought Bron thought that this was good, and they lost five straight, and now it's a problem. So he knew what this squad was when he signed up. So but I feel like right, the sir. Lakers. Go I feel like they're gonna they're gonna make some move, Detroit. They go. The Lakers always make a move, and West West Russell Westbrook is on the move. He's not. He don't want to play the bench. We know that. He's going to play the bench because he's forced to play the bench. But is Russell Westbrook a bench player? No, he's not. But it, on a different team, he's not. Is he? So they go. Is he? Is he not? If he does not learn, no, no, I don't. You, the Trent, the Westbrook's jumper on Halloween on any given day is dead. If he don't understand that in his game, then yes, he's a bench player. If he's going to play his, I don't understand Russell. I really don't understand, and I and he. And he's one of my favorite players, but this was a long time ago. I don't understand, Russ. You know your game's not jumper. You know you cannot be guarded off the ball. You know you're one of the most athletic ballers. Why are you still trying to find your jump shot in year like 11? I'm confused by that, Detroit. Why is he, he playing? He's playing himself on the bench. Just play your game. Because yeah, I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this Russell situation, man. I'm being a dead horse. Russell Westbrook is a shooting guard. He is not a point guard. And because they allow him to play the point guard, instead of forcing him to play the two guard, which is really what his game dictates he is, he never had, he never was forced to develop a jumper. Why not put him at the three? He, listen, Russell, Russell Westbrook, is exactly what people want Ben Simmons to act like. Let's just call it a spade a spade. Because that is exactly Ben Simmons' game. Yeah. Is, is doing what Westbrook do. He's just taller and bigger. Yeah, they got the same game. You're right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. One plays but, better. De- one, one bases his career off defense, the other doesn't. That's the only difference. Exactly. So, in transitioning, because I don't want to sit here and talk about fucking like, excuse my friend, no, we don't. whatever the case. We don't. Let's move we don't. on to Brooklyn. So, um, since you yeah. asked, yeah, go ahead with Brooklyn. I, I, forgot. Right. I forgot. So, uh, Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn issue is leadership. We had this conversation last week, and I'll say it again, right? Kyrie and Kevin Durant can get their buckets anytime they want. Why not just let Ben Simmons play free and y'all play off him? Okay? Because they won't do that is why they're suffering. Ben, come down and attack the hoop on offense. On defense, play floater. You get you a guy that's gonna guard and and guard the paint. You gonna get you a guy that can guard the perimeter at a nice level. 
and then you just let Durant and Simmons on the defensive side just roam around. That should be simple math. I can have my two guards protect on the top. I can have one big man protecting in the paint, at least getting rebounds. And I can let Simmons and uh and uh and Durant just float around. And either one of them get the ball, we off on the break. They get it and toss to Kyrie. We off on the break. It don't matter. But Ben Simmons should be the guy with the ball in his hands the most. He should be the decision maker because he is the key to bringing everybody together while Durant and Kyrie do their thing. Detroit, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. We're talking NBA basketball today. All right, me and Scully. Scully will be right back, you know what I'm saying, after he finished doing what he's doing, you feel me? Um, but we're streaming on multiple media platforms. It's YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. You, know, so you can follow us on Instagram. If you missed the live show, you can definitely catch the recordings on uh, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, you know what I'm saying, Anchor. Um, make sure you subscribe to all that followers, you know what I mean? Um, but Brooklyn, I think they're going to turn it around at some point. I really ain't. I really ain't overly concerned um, with the talent. Uh, I think they're versatile. They got, they can play a lot of different ways. But the key to that is allowing Ben Simmons to cook. They keep saying, that's why I was relating those two, too. Like, they keep saying, let Russ cook. Let Ben Simmons cook. That's virtually the same player. Let Ben Y'all cool with Russ doing it, but y'all forcing being to shoot. It makes no sense. You, you didn't find, y'all didn't force Russell to shoot. Y'all just accept the fact that he can't shoot, but y'all can't accept that with being Simmons. Tell me how this makes sense. Tell me if this ain't contradictory. So let Ben cook. Just let him play his game. Set screens for him. Let him attack the hoop. Ben, dunk the ball. I don't care if you I don't care if you can't shoot free throws. That gives whatever guys down there opportunities to get rebounds. But I need those fouls created. I need you to get people in foul trouble. Play team ball. At some point you will get good at free throws. You shoot enough of them. So don't even trip. Just go in there and just try your best. But guess what? You putting up a triple-double and you done got five people on their team in foul trouble, I don't think nobody going to care if you miss 15 free throws. They just going to treat you like Shaq. But as long as you can make them when you need to make them, you'll be fine. Um, and the leadership thing. From what I've seen um, in one of his previous games, Kevin Durant seems to be figuring it out. But I don't know when Kyrie going to figure it out. And Kyrie, dog, you got to figure it out. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you really, really got to figure it out. Um, you can't just dominate the ball and score. You got you to gotta lose your leadership skills. You've been around good leaders, bro. You've been around good leaders. You, sh- you should be able to pick up something from all of them. 
and, and do something, uh, in my opinion. Now, Detroit, I hear you talking talk about Kyrie. Um, and you said you did say it last week, and what he said, I seen him in the press conference, and I, I want to end this uh, when we before we end the show, I do want to end on on this Kyrie situation because uh, we uh, we got a whole nother situation now, but um, um. You said that about his leadership, and he and 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 you also said, man, give. You said Kyrie said exactly what you said. It's crazy. You said give Ben Ben Simmons ain't played in two years. Get that man some damn time. So Kyrie went on the he went on a press conference, and I don't know if he's doing it in person to Ben, which, like you said, that's the leadership part of him and Durant. But he did come out and say to the public after the after the game, to the to the you know sportscasters or whatever, and said, look. He's like the man ain't played ball in two years. We just want him. We just want him to, to to love the game again and get back to playing. So I haven't heard nothing from Durant yet. Um, you know Durant ain't that type of dude to do that. At least Kyrie stepped out there and at least acknowledged the man's problem in his game and yo know, get off him for a little bit. We only six games in, but I think his leadership and it comes from Steve Nash as well. What we, kind of what kind of what kind of leader really is Steve Nash? We know what he does on the court, but we don't know nothing about Steve Nash's uh direction. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Mm-mm. See, Mm-mm. I don't like when people and I'm not calling you out on nothing. I don't like I don't like when people get overlooked a question that's obvious. Right. Steve I mean, Nash was hold on, wait, uh-uh. Mm, you said we we don't know what type of leader Steve Nash is. Now, in, in perspective, you said him being on the sidelines as a coach versus him being on the on the, a floor. I'm sorry. I cannot agree that there is a difference. It, there's that big of a difference in the personality and the potential of the person. Why do I say that? Steve Nash was a two-time MVP of a loaded team that never went to the finals. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Steve right. Nash. Right. Steve Nash played with Dirt. Played behind Jason Kidd. Does that mean he's not a great leader? When was he the leader of the team? That's I mean, my question. He was on the team. Hold on. Let's let's think about the team he was on. Right. I know. I it know. was him, Rajah Bell, uh, Leonardo Barbosa. Uh, Damon Stoudemire, I mean, not Damon Stoudemire, uh, Amari Stoudemire, Joe Johnson, Penny Hardaway. Uh, no, I think no, Penny was gone. Grant Hill was over there at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. uh, who else was over there that played? Uh, they had they were loaded, they were loaded. I think but, David Lee played over there one time. They had they, bro, they listen, are you, yes. I know, I know, I can see what you're saying, but are you? Are you see the leadership comes in two different ways? Is he supposed to be a bad bigger leader than Grand Hill? We assume yes, you the MVP. We not doing that. You the MVP. Be Trent leadership MVPs ain't got nothing to do with leadership. Nothing. That's what we listen. That's we as you said earlier. We know that, but that's not the consensus. But I'm saying what I'm saying to you is we know as far as. Yeah, he never won the big. Look at Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley went to the leader. finals. He went to the but finals. But, but he I don't went. Think that, 
I don't think that has anything to do, Detrent, with the leadership that Kevin that that Steve Nash needs to show right now has nothing to do with the leadership of him being a uh, as a baller. His leadership needs to be as a as a coach and a man talking to a child. That's exactly not a young man. I'm not gonna call him a child, but mentally, if you've got these issues and problems, then you need to be nurtured like a young man child. I think Steve Nash needs to grab this man needs some counseling. It's obvious. He don't love basketball no more. Listen, I don't think he, he ever loved basketball. Oh, I think he Nash. for the money. Certain players play for money. Certain players play for the love, D-Train. You know that. So I'm you, always so you add to my point. So you telling me, because I understand that football, Scott soccer, football, is his is his uh is his favorite yeah. sport. So you telling me he'll be a more aggressive leader on there, but not yeah. an aggressive yeah. leader where he was yeah. the MVP and now he's yeah. a head coach. It's not making no sense, bro. You give you cutting him like, like bro, like you ain't holding him accountable. Who? Uh, you not yeah, Nash. You're not holding him accountable. You're not. You're not keeping that same energy and holding this standard, bro. No, I Listen. did. I did. I, I, I'm a. I'm. I'm the one that brought it up and said that Nash is probably not the same. Not the leadership he needs. Neither saying, is the rookie. You was. You was asking. You. you no, know, you was saying. What? No, you was saying. You was asking. Yeah. Hey, you know, does he have it? We don't know. I'm saying we do know. People just don't want to give credit where it's due. We do know. We don't know right. his leadership. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's not right. You won't listen. Huh? That's not his leadership as a player. Shitty. That's <laughs> how do we know his leadership as a coach? We don't know. Man, he don't, don't know. got no leadership as a coach, bro. We're seeing it. Well, it's obvious. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying we we don't know what he's saying to Steve. If Steve is, what if Steve Nash is pulling Ben Simmons to the side, saying? You know, hey, come and see me after the game, okay? What, what, what happened to your love for basketball? It's brought you all these great things, big money, women. Um, you can take care of your family. You like to buy dogs every two weeks. Well, how come you don't like the game no more? Did you ever really love the game? I don't think Ben Simmons ever loved the game. I've been watching him since he, his senior year, he, his freshman year. He never even played ball more than a year. Ben Simmons never loved basketball. He's the typical athlete that loves the check. He loves what comes with the game. That's why he don't put the work in to be great. That's 80% players, Detroit, in every sport. You know that. So I don't know maybe, if Ben Simmons don't put the work in because he don't. He, do, he, don't. he, he don't. You know he don't. You don't just, Detroit. come on now. How hard is it to get a jumper in the NBA? It ain't that damn it's hard. Ben got a jumper. Yo, oh, he, he, don't. he don't got no jumper, bruh. He, he got don't. a better jump. Yeah. Because you don't shoot the wait, 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 wait. Choosing not to do something does not mean you cannot do it. He chooses not to shoot the ball, bruh. That is a choice. Because he mentally knows that he can't shoot. Bruh, he can't, he don't want to. See, this is where we differ. I won't listen. I, I won't. I don't want this to be one of those things. I understand. You know what I'm saying. But I, this, my, in my opinion, bro, it's not that he can't shoot the ball, bro. He don't want to. He don't. He listen. It's like this, right? It's like this, right? Shaq. Well, I'm like this, right? Shaq was so raw on the back down, bro. Shaq really didn't need a triple threat, right? It's not that Shaq couldn't triple threat. 
or he right. couldn't dribble. He just right. didn't want to. Why? Because he could back you down and you can't stop it. Being so silly. No, no, here, no, wait, you jump in the gun. You jump so in the gun. The statement is not finished. Hold on. Okay. I'm just right. saying the example. The mentality. The mentality of Shaq is you can't stop me backing down. What do I need to do that for? You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Ben, who gonna stop Ben Simmons off the dribble? Let, let's be very honest, right? All criticism aside, if Ben Simmons is aggressive and he wants to drive to the hole, who's stopping him? Whoever, whoever knows that he's not gonna shoot the jumper. Who? It don't matter if you know that. Who's stopping him? People know Bron couldn't shoot. You can't stop him. So that's what I'm saying. You know what? Bron, what I'm Bron? Bron can shoot. Bron can shoot now. Bron could shoot. Bron could shoot better than. Bron could shoot better than Ben Simmons anytime in his career. Come on now. I won't argue that. That's not my statement. My statement is when you know that you could do this, you could choose not to do that because it don't take away from your game. If Ben Simmons never shoot the ball, if Ben Simmons never shoot the ball, bro, he's still a potential Hall of Famer. He's a defensive player of the year. He's an assist leader. You will you you don't go to the Hall of Fame by not be be scared to shoot in the playoffs and in game sixes and sevens. You can't go to the Hall of Fame. You right. can be a defensive player of the year. You can make All Star teams, but this is the only All Star I've ever seen. D Trent, the only All Star other than Dikembe Mutombo, that only All Star. I don't even know if Dikembe was an All Star. He's the only All Star that cannot that 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 can. It, he's not a scorer. He, he's 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 not a shooter, right? So look, for instance, and we we gonna move on. You know, I, I've been watching because I'm like this, bro. He's six ten. He's six ten, right? Let's be honest, all right. Let I'm gonna take perfect example. Rashad Lewis, right? Rashad Lewis is a super. He is super shooter. We know this, right? All right. He is super shooter. But what? But what's what's the knock on Rashad? He don't go to the hole enough. You 6'10", and you don't go to the hole. Ben Simmons will go to the hole, but y'all mad he won't shoot at 6'10"? It makes no sense to me. You know why we mad? Because when you with the Sixers, and you got a chance to win the championship, and you up two games in a series, and you don't want to shoot a 5- to 10-foot floater because you can make it all day, and you'd rather get seven points a game and nine turnovers, and then you go to Brooklyn, and then you have two years off to work on your game. And then you go there. And you know you're under the spotlight with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's time to win a chip. And you don't score more than 10 points a game because you can make every jumper because you don't need to. That's a problem, Detroit. He not he he cannot score at all. He's easy man. to defend. If you put a man on him that's as big as him and as long as him, it's so easy to shut Ben Simmons down because you know he's going to do one thing. Put his head down. And try to get past you. That's it. That's his game. That's his. I'm game. saying, but he can get past anybody. They like. No I understand can't. that you frustrate, bro. I understand that no you frustrated, and I and I feel no. that. But we still gotta call a spade a spade, bro. The whole reason he a number one pick like that. The whole reason that people still believe in him because you know when Ben Simmons plays aggressive, fuck all the other shit. When Ben Simmons plays aggressive, bro, he is unstoppable off the bounce. Everybody knows this. And he got post moves. So we're yeah. not doing yeah. that. I understand personally where you at. 
we got to start going spade to spade. It ain't nothing personal. I watched this man, and I watched, and I watched the growth, and I watched the money, and players get. I can. I'm. I'm comparing. I'm comparing Ben Simmons to two people. Two people he was supposed to be. LeBron, which is that was too much. You can't compare nobody to LeBron because that's a unicorn. And Giannis. I look at Giannis's game. I look at Ben Simmons' game. Same size. Ben's a better dribbler. Giannis is they they even on defenders, right? This ain't about hating Ben Simmons. This is about you taking the money and not doing your job and going for it. That's what it's about. Look at Giannis's game, D Trent, and look at Ben Simmons' game. That's called going hard, leadership, not playing for the check, playing for the rings. That's why he got one. And in all for the fairness, job. in all fairness, to your point, Milwaukee purposely built a good team around him. And Philly was still fucking it up for Ben's first six years. So we're not, we we gonna we got I'm just saying, man, we gotta keep everything in perspective. I understand that people mad at Ben for certain reasons, but at the same token, his first five seasons in Philly, they were a disaster. What not true. That's not true. The process he had and B was hurt his first two years. Right, and it was all wait, 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 right. So keep going, keep going, go ahead. Cause you answer my point. Go ahead. And B was first first the first two years. The last the last two years of Ben Simmons' career should have brought the Sixers to at least the Eastern Conference if It wasn't for that bounce. Look how he played. He played phenomenal in that year where we lost to uh when when Kawhi was in Toronto and yeah. That team, great team. That was a phenomenal team. We should have won that series. The next year, we got Jimmy Butler. What? There's no excuse. You got Jimmy Butler and Embiid and you Ben Simmons. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. So wait, 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 wait. I know what you're looking at. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the maybe the no 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 no. I just want to no wait, wait, bro. Wait, wait. I just want to add to what you're saying, right? Okay. That. That year that they went against Kawhi, which was what nineteen, and then right. that next year was twenty, um, when they had Jimmy Butler, right? Who was the coach? The dude from the Spurs, right? Under under Popovich, uh, what's his and name? he and he got his ass up out of there, right? Yeah. So yeah. then, right? So look, right? Because he didn't have, wait, wait, wait. Because he didn't have no control. Because he didn't have no control over the young team, Jimmy Butler wanted out. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. So, Butler went and did whatever he went. Then he go to Minnesota. And then he went to Miami. But whatever case, they brought in Doc Rivers. What have you personally said about Doc? I get that. But Ben, I get that. Doc does not know how to I'm not him. exonerating Ben. I'm not saying Ben is not guilty of anything. He has... A few faults in there, yeah. but I feel like people make it seem like it's all on being, and that's no, not fair. No, it's I'm not a, all I'm, on being. I'm gonna give you that. I feel like Doc. I'm gonna give you that, and then we are gonna end it like that. I'm gonna give you that. Doc Rivers was the wrong coach to coach Ben Simmons to get him over the hump to get us to the Eastern Conference Championship in the finals. Doc was not is not that coach. You right. You right. But. And I'm not like I said. We agree. We both agree that Ben 
But yeah, it, look, it comes down to this. The kid got mental, and he got some issues with dealing with the limelight. And I feel like maybe he was not built to go to Philly. He wasn't built to do be. He's not built for that. Thank you. Thank you. You right. And that's, that's okay. all you want. And that's okay. And that's okay. And because he is a he's a meek, mild mannered, quiet right. Australian kid. He's not built for that. Bro, if he was at, and then they sent him to Brooklyn, bro. I promise you, in my opinion, if he was playing in like Houston, if he was playing in, in, in Cali, if he was playing in Florida, bro, he would have a totally he have a totally different mindset. Facts. But he's playing in cities where like they like, eat you up. They eat you up. Yeah, bro. The worst two cities to play. And, and I'm not exonerating Ben. I'm not exonerating him at all. You know what I'm saying? What I'm just saying, though, like, it, context matters. I get what you got. And you're right. Detroit, game changing. We, we, that's our job. Our job is to bang, bang, get to the gritty and the nitty gritty of the whole situation. And we just did that with Ben Simmons. He's not built for these, he's not built for these cities that eat him up. He just needs to go ball. Somewhere where he could just ball and take the pressure off him. My family say NY fans just like Philly. You got your chat off, bro? Holy. Yeah, I see him. I see him. Holy. Yeah. No, you so wait they, though. They might oh, be worse. They might be worse. We're not we're not talking about the Eagles. Now the Eagles are a whole different situation. But the but the Knicks fans and the Sixers, the Knicks fans, man, they, they want they might be one of the worst fans out there, especially when you trash. Period. All right, so wait. Because I didn't want to, I don't want to end on those teams. That's a, that's a, that's like a, that's not a, that's a negative. You got, you got time? D Trent, look, this, yeah, I got, I got, I got a little, I got a little bit of time. I just wanted to real quick, you know, happy to be here with uh, industry sports and game changes, Scully and D Trent. I just want to know how you feel. I wanted to run through the league leaders real quick and just see if anybody shocks you. With the with the stats and the leagues that where we at, you like that? How we I like that? that? I mentioned some of that in the beginning. Go ahead, I want to hear this. That's why, that's why we here. That's why we here. Um, so I'm gonna run through a list, and you, if you stop me when you feel like you need to say something, okay? Bet. All right, league leader scoring number one. I think we both need to stop on this. Luka Doncic. Hey, what is fun for saying what I was thinking? <laughs> so can we can I, hey, can I, can I can I say one thing right now? Um, I'm gonna go out and say this right now. We're talking about scary. Luka Doncic is the best, hands down. Oh, this is tough. This is tough because I love. Wait, so make- look, wait, 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 wait. Listen, wait, you know what? Wait. You know what I'm about to say. I want to. I want to compare something. Wait, I want to compare something right quick. Okay. And I just want to put a caveat on my on my Steve Nash point guard Ben Simmons exactly. relationship. Okay, Steve okay. Nash is arguably one of the best passers ever. Ben Simmons has the ability to be arguably one of the best passers ever, and you can't influence him through that. In retrospect, Luka Doncic. Has Jason Kidd? So who? So wait. So so who's really the better passer? Jason Kidd? Oh, it ain't no mystery. Hold on, that's not a debate. 
listen, the best, the best, and when I say all around passers, okay, I mean a guy who could make every pass from anywhere on the court. And in my opinion, my top two guys are Magic Johnson and Jason Kidd. Now, if I miss somebody, y'all can school me. But we talking about could make every pass from anywhere on the court. I'm glad Those you my said top that. Two guys. I'm glad you said that because see, Trent, I know we've been around, we've been doing this for 20 years, and I know you know basketball, you know all sports, but I know you know the ball game, like you know the veins in your arm. I know you wasn't about to say Steve Francis is better than or uh, Steve Francis. <laughs> I know you wasn't about to say oh, what's the name was better than Jason Kidd. I'm glad you said that. You're right, Magic. The only reason why you take uh, who am I? What's his name? What am I trying to say? Steve Nash. The only reason why you take Steve Nash is because he maybe was a better scorer than Jason Kidd. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe. Uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. He was a better shooter than Jason Kidd. Not right. a better right. scorer. Right. When it comes to the scoring right. thing, right. man. Yeah, I look right. at it different because you not no. when it comes to right. basketball, like like football, right? Only certain positions are dictated to score, even though anybody can score on any given play. All right, You're right. And You're I right. and and for basketball, it's right. levels to You're score. Right. Some guys right. can flat out shoot the ball. When I mean flat out shoot the ball, I mean if they catch it off the screen, it's good. Right. Hand in his face right. or not. If they get it on a set shot, is they good? If they get it off the dribble, they good. Anywhere on the court that they get the chance to look at the ball, look at the hoop, they can shoot. That's a good. That's a shooter. He can score from shooting, but that doesn't mean he's an all-around scorer. He's a shooter. That is the argument between Jordan, Kobe, and Bron. Right? Yeah, because Kobe was a better shooter than both of them. Exactly. That's not even. I don't know who would debate that. Who would debate? Now, now, what I will say is, Jordan was a smarter scorer than all of them. Like when it comes to IQ of putting the ball in the hole, I don't know. Yeah, like Jordan was. You know what I'm saying? Kobe. So you got to go. So you got it. So you lightweight. If if you looked at the Mount Rushmore of scores. Just scores, and I'm not talking big man. I'm Ooh. talking this. Hey, you know what? We're gonna, we gonna, we gonna visit that next week because we're going into a whole yeah, because that's a different topic. That's a different topic. But right. and going yeah. going sticking back to Luca. I'm not surprised that Luca is leading the league in scoring. Um, I'm more encouraged and more happy that Jason Kidd is finally in a situation where he can show his ability to lead a team from the coach's seat, all right? Um, people forget that he had his hands in on the um, NDA post. What, what's good, baby? Oh, what's up, Happy Halloween. Hey, can I say this real quick before you introduce post? Because I want post to jump on this, too. Look, check this out. I'm going to go ahead and say this. There's a lot of great ball players other than the black dude. Luka Doncic, hands down, the baddest white boy European to ever ball. Period. Ooh, ooh, hold on. Ooh, hey, post. Let's. What you got to say? Hold on. 
What's up, Pope? Mm. Working on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I would have to get that to your boy Dirk for the time yeah, being. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because Dirk did more. You right? I mean, we we young in Doncic's career. He ain't done nothing yet, but that's the only reason why. And and Ginobili, Ginobili's still one of my one of my favorites. Man, they did more. Right now, I'm just gonna say in his career where Dirk and Ginobili were in their careers in the years. That's the only reason why I'm going to say that. The boy hasn't done nothing yet, so I can't really put him ahead of Dirk and Ginobili. You're right. He's definitely right. Now, as far no, as uh, so, Ginobili so and, and Dirk, Dirk got the situation where they built a team around him. And That's with right. Ginobili, he was part of a a, a team was he jumped in the system where he was a, a good fit for him, but uh, your boy Luca is making a he blazing his own trail. They're gonna have to put a team around him if they want some wins. Hey, D Trent, this is what I was I said. The only reason why I was falling back on that comment is because Luca hasn't done nothing yet, like Dirk and Ginobili. But I said right now, where Luke is in his career. He might be the baddest other than black dude ever in his years. So, so listen, in, in your statement, there are things that I agree with. There are things that I disagree with, but it's not a, a total disagreement. I think it's just a, a, a different point of view. But we're looking at the same thing. I think it's just a different point of view. Luca has the potential to be the best European player to ever bless the NBA. Yes, he does. Right now, Luca has already been to a Western Conference Finals. He's already beaten top teams in his run. And he's been consistent since he came into the league. I'm sorry, right? It took Ginobili a couple years. It took Dirk a couple years. So that's why I say, like, I agree I and I, I disagree, but it's more of just a point of view, a point of view thing than a full disagreement. Uh, I got you. Right uh, now, though, you got Jason. Let me tell you the benefits of having a player who is a Hall of Fame dominant player being your coach from that position. OK, yeah. we're talking about a Jason kid who ran with. Uh, Steve Nash before, but he also had a Vince Carter, a Kenyon Martin, a Richard Jefferson. He also had a, a Dirk with a Dampier and a Tyson Chandler. Like, like Jason Kidd and played with some squads. Okay, so when you gave him Luca, he said, First, I'm gonna get Prazingis because that's different. No, he was no. Brzingis was there when he got there. He tried yeah. to make it work. But then he said, okay, let me get Berton. And Dimwitty. So now, by getting Dimwitty, I got another big wing that can run the point guard so Luka ain't got to do it all the time. All right? Then I got him a big man that don't dominate the ball but can stretch the floor. That's what I need. They kept Cleveland. Then they went on ahead and got Christian Wood. They, then he, Benny Smith then upped his game. And now Tim Hardaway Jr. has come back. Yeah, they lost Jalen Brunson. 
but for what they got already like mm -hmm. you literally got team the team built around all Luca's strengths so i'm not shocked i'm surprised that he ain't averaging the triple double already i think luca yeah, might yeah, be yeah. the first person in the He's nba history yeah. to average a 30 point triple double like 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 significant 30 point triple double like 36 like percent then West Westbrook never uh, led the league in scoring in triple doubles, did he? I think he only had. I think one year he had like twenty nine. Yeah, I think so he had thirty two though. To be yeah, honest, he, he, like he, still, he still got. He got. He got beat out by Kobe or LeBron, didn't he? Yeah, on the scoring title, yeah. Oh, you saying Luca could get the oh, scoring title plus the triple double? Right, so Luca could be okay. the first ever to get scoring title and average triple double, which. If he does that, then we got to come back to this 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 subject again. No, man, huh? That make him top five. Right now, right. If he, right if he now, that's gonna put him in the top five. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Of all time, absolutely, absolutely. fuck that. Listen, all bro. Time? Luke, man, listen. Let's be no. real about this. Wait, hold, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. I'm putting Luke, my mask on. Uh, wait, wait. Luca is going into his fifth year, right? He came in with Colin. He was in a Colin draft. So this is this is sixth year. All right. And Luca's six years, bro. And his going into his fifth year. Luca had already, like, bro, he already averaged what for his career, like 25, 8 and 8. The bitch didn't already been to a Western Conference. He didn't already been to the second round. He'd have been to the playoffs every year, but once in his career, if not already. Bro, listen. Once Luca win a title, yes. Wait, he wait, is. Wait. He's going in this conversation. If he win a title and, and lead the league in scoring while having a triple-double, absolutely he goes into a top-five conversation of all time. What are you talking about? Yeah, but post, you didn't say that. You didn't say championship, did you? I'm just giving him. I'm seeing he be he, he average a triple double and he, you know what I'm saying score more than thirty points. You know what hey, I'm saying for the season. Hey, he never he never said championship. Now that's a different story. But I'm he saying said. he gotta win the championship too. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to add. If he wins a championship, averages thirty some points a game, gets a triple double, and wins the chip. Yes. Yeah, he go, he go, yes, he go in the top five. He go in the top five conversation. Okay. Right? Because he's only in his sixth year. I want to keep ring. that in perspective. Right. That's only with a ring and all that other shit. Yeah, he go into the conversation because now you're looking at this guy with potentially nine more years of doing what he's just done. Okay, you're right. Uh, we were talking about, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear the ring part. But the ring, yeah, you got to get the ring. You're right. Right. All right. So, so look, I'm, I'm gonna keep going through this list. I want I want y'all to stop me. I'm just going through the league. We're going through the uh the, the league leading score list real quick. So we got Luca at 36.7. We got Giannis 34.6. Ja 32. Donovan 30. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. My bad. I'm looking at me. Donovan, go ahead. Yeah, Luca 36.7. Giannis 34.4. Ja Moran 32.6. The boy Donovan Mitchell at 32-2, more 32. than Durant. 32-2, more than Durant, Young, Lillard, 
Curry, Tatum, Booker. Just wanted to make that clear. Number five, Kevin Durant, 32. Trey, 31. Dame, 31. Shaw Alexander, 31. Steph, 31. Jason, 30. Kyrie, 30. Devin, 29. Darion Fox, 27. And B, 27. DeMar, 25. Bron, 25. Jalen, 25. Pascal, 25. Desmond Bain, 24. Anthony Davis, 23. Kelvin Johnson, 23. And then we start getting into Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Kay Cunningham, James Harden, but that top 25, you got, this is how sick the league is this year. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I'm going to throw in Devin Booker, 13 players average 30 or more points. That's sick. Y'all surprised? No. <laughs> no. But we ain't never seen that before. Post, we never seen how you feel about that? It's a lot less defense. That's facts. That's why the, Why you think Golden State Warriors keep winning championship? Don't nobody want to so play listen, the in, 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 in defensive, it's a lack of defense. Is basketball not entertainment? Yeah. yeah. When do when do we want to see defense in basketball? Playoff. I mean, I, I want to see it all the time. When, I want to see it all the time, but I'm gonna be honest. It, it ain't gonna be really entertaining. That's gonna be them 70, 80 point games, and niggas don't want to watch them games. I do. I do. Who pays two hundred dollars a ticket right. to come nope. see an 80, 85 game? Nobody. Nobody. So, so you right. In my defense is for the fourth quarter, and for times when. You need to keep the game close. So when you go down 10 or 15 points, I need to see some defense. But when you're trying to protect a 10, 15-point lead, I want to see some defense. When you're trying to win the game, I want to see some defense. Other than that, I want to see ankle-breaking, long jumpers, dunks, alley hoops. Because this is what I tuned in to see. A 125-point game, 120 points minimum. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. In the regular season. Right. Now, when we get to the playoffs, I want to see somebody guard Steph Curry. I'm with you, Post. Mm-hmm. When you get to the somebody. playoffs, I'm with you, Post. I want to see it every possession. I want to see somebody double-team Curry and get the ball out of Clay's hands and make Draymond shoot. I want to see that. That's, that's right. why they got the rings, because there ain't no Knicks defense. That's why the 90s was so sick, is because they they did, you know, you had a lot. You had, you know, you didn't have the shooters like you got now in the 90s. You had a few, but in the playoffs in the 90s, man, the Knicks and the Bulls series, the Cavs and the Bulls, man, then those series went down in history because the block shots was as, as spectacular as the three. Shout the out to Mark Price. Hold on, you just said that. Shout out to Mark Price and Brad Doherty, the father of today's pick and roll game. I, okay, I, I think that, that does not killer. get enough publicity, bro. Show for sure. Well, let me tell you, Cody. If if Brad Doherty was a little more aggressive, they would have been established as the the father, you know, of that shit. But he was just a little too finger rolling and tipping in and no punch punch out. If you got the opportunity to get the rim, Brad Doherty. Brad, Brad. But look, Brad Doherty was Tim Duncan. I don't think so. 
No, 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 no. 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 He wasn't that. No, 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 no. If you look at Brad Dory, hold on, wait, 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 because y'all thinking impact. I, 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 I ain't looking at career statistics. I'm looking at the game, the your game. game and his game. Them niggas, they as mirrors. Look, Brad Dory was a little too soft. That's look, the only look. difference. Duncan Tim Duncan was, was more aggressive. Right. Duncan dunked on. Duncan if he dunked on. He if Dory was just as aggressive as Duncan, bro. What is what are we talking about? We would have had a ring. You would have had a ring. You're right. You're right. Listen, but them, them trips we was going, I sat and watched that, and the reasons we wasn't making is really because he was lightweight too soft. They was taking advantage of that because the rest of the people we had on our team, Ron Herbert was that thing when he played for us. That was the downfall. That's Ron why Harper we didn't the ring. Nobody took it to the hole harder or better than Mark Price. And if he didn't get the point, you still was going to pay for it because if you fouled him, he was going to jack you. Ron, Ron, Harper was the closest thing. Ron Harper was the closest thing to Michael Jordan at that, the, the, at that the, the level. Harper was Jordan before Jordan. Put it that way. People don't know that. Ron and Harper. Then, he, then he went to the Clippers and broke his ankle and ain't nobody here from him until but guess what? I'm glad you said that because Mark Price, without Mark Price and daughter, you don't have Stockton and Carl Malone. Now, that was the next level after if there yeah. was no Mark Price and no daughter, there wouldn't have been no Stockton Malone. Now, that solidified the two-man game. And you know what's so crazy, bro? Mark Price so underrated as a passer. Yes, like, like, he could shoot the ball, but, bro, his handles and his passing... Bruh, I argue that's where Steph Curry got his game from. I argue that, bruh. Yeah, that's where yeah. Steph Curry got his game from. It's like he blended him yeah, and yeah. Reggie Miller and came up with Steph Curry, bruh. That's how well, that's got, how I look got, at Steph. He got his jumper. I, I agree with you. His you gotta remember though, Steph Dell Curry's jumper was water. And he, he didn't oh, it's in his much. blood, no doubt. Yeah. When he didn't he didn't shoot much, but when Dell shot. I, he he! It was sixty percent from wherever he shot. He got Steph his Curry is a product of the Cavs, Playboy. Yeah, think so. Absolutely. All, that, all of that stuff that they came up with. Think about it. They coach. You know what I'm saying? He was Lady a shooter. Wilson. That's that was his whole job. Every time he played for us, he played for the Bulls. Every time he came on, he just came out just to shoot. So now I got some shooters, and they got handle. We can dish. All the stuff he know. learned playing under Mark Price. That's what made him a star. He had to come in after know. Mark Price. So everything he learned from him passed along. And they from Ohio. And you know, I was, say they both from Akron. Right. And Dan Brown was born in the same hospital. His daddy played yeah, for us. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's and all about the product. I didn't, Mark know, Price. I didn't even know Curry played for the uh cats. I didn't even know that. I learned that today. It wasn't yeah, long. Dale, that's, we drafted him. Hey, they, did we draft him? Yeah. I, don't, it, I think that's we what, got him, let him go, and got him back. Damn, I didn't know that. I don't even remember him in Charlotte. I remember him in Charlotte. That was back when the NBA draft used to be like 15 rounds, bro. Yeah. The NBA draft used to be long, long as, fuck. as fuck. Yo, D-Trent, look, I got a role, but I want to get your opinion on this last issue. Um, So I'm watching ESPN right now, right? And uh, – 
they talking about this. I know y'all, this is a long conversation. Y'all probably going to continue this after, but so the Kyrie Irving situation with the, the anti-Semitic comments and all this and Kanye West with the, it's, it's, we had a point. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you ask this question, I don't even know what was said. So listen, like, I don't follow Kyrie or Kanye on social media. All right. I don't conversation for another page. Yeah, because holy no, this is this is a whole segment by itself, right? Yeah, like I don't really like I, I'm being dead ass, like I don't really know what was said. The most so I've seen, <laughs> the most I've seen is I know people said something about Kanye, but I've been into I tune out the Kanye noise, bro, because I feel like he do all that shit for attention. And I just ain't the type of person that give pe- attention seekers attention. Like, that's just a natural instinct for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? He running and, for president. So he, he on his political shit. So, you know, he going to say whatever he got to say. You know what I'm saying? I don't even really pay Kanye no attention like that. Kyrie, so think- the only thing I seen from Kyrie was the snippet of the interview with the reporter where he walked out. And all I seen him say was he posted whatever the fuck he posted. And he was supposed to have been promoting. Um, now, if yeah, it's a, yeah. now, if he had a comment specifically or a tweet yeah. or anything, I yeah. don't know. As far as I heard, it had something to do with him. And that's, that's, and Tully's right. We got it. I don't even know if we can have that on a sports show because it's bigger than sports. Basically, he is, he's promoting and he's big up in, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But from what I heard, he's big up in, a book or a movie that has something to do with pro-black mixing um slavery with hebrews hebrew and slavery something like about that line so he's promoting something and he said he's not backing off but of it. Kyrie said he wasn't promoting anything he just reposted something well he so wait I mean, is that the issue the repost or did he actually specifically say something I don't hear. I didn't hear him. It's all a tweet. He didn't say nothing. It's a tweet. I just seen so, his rebuttal, so I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. All I yeah. All I know is it's a book or a movie out. Julio, tell yeah, we gonna move on. At the end of the day, all he did was retweet or posted the um the Hebrew to Negroes book. You know, and, that was really and then people just went crazy. So yeah, I gotta yeah. actually read the book because I listen. Oh, yeah, I am, it's definitely it's definitely a must read. But you know, like I say, I man, it. we go we go do this for a deeper than bars page or something. And that's gonna be a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ignorant to it right now, y'all. I you we know what I'm saying? Are. Like I don't know. We all um, are. That's why I really want. I'm glad I, we. I will, only thing I can say this right. Um, I'm from I'm. For all that don't know, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, right? I grew up in a project, um, an estate, a, a community housing that most people know is, is Moore's Black. It's called Hill Estates, but it, it, most people know it is Moore's Black, okay? Right? Not even a whole mile, two miles from, maybe even three miles. But it's all in this one same community, all right? It's Morris Black. Then as you move to the north, right, 
you got the water company and right after the water company you got university circle so in leading to that right off going into university circle there's a little Chase community Chase. called little italy little now italy. it's called little italy but it's ran by a bunch of jewish people that's okay where so so listen right in my upbringing we i was not allowed to travel through little italy before i was grown and i was not allowed to be in little italy when there wasn't the sun up because black people were known for being jumped beaten or killed in that community after dark yeah i heard about that i don't know no jews i don't really remember ever sitting down having no real conversation with no jewish people I don't really know nothing about them. In my experience, this is the only thing I know about Jews. And besides that, they own stuff and they a real tight knit community, which I, I like. I respect the fuck out of that because that's another conversation. But anyway, this is all I know. So I'm a lot of ignorant to this shit. I would like to know some things before I speak on it. I'm gonna tell y'all what's happening. Yeah, make go ahead, go ahead, post. This was really happening. They gonna let Kyrie be the new Kanye because Kanye about to burn himself out. Yeah, he about to burn himself out. They about right. to come get. All right, post, come- post. When we put when we do this convo on the other platform, you hear? I am going to specifically hit you up for sure, so we can do that. You know what for I'm sure. saying? But um. Oh, yeah. I know, I know, Scully. Huh? I said because he probably got a lot more. He got, he got, he he got a lot more knowledge about and and history than we know. No, I just see that. I see propaganda. They like to put people out there. They like to put the right people out there. The people see back in the day when we started marching and started talking, they saw we stood together. They broke us up. Said the problem was we can't let them talk. How can we stop them from talking? Let everybody talk then. Put everybody out there talking. Everything. You can distract them because there's too many people out there. There's too many voices for you to listen to the one you're supposed to be listening to. And they seem to use Kyrie a lot. This ain't the first time. Kyrie seems like the guy. He seems like the one that the NBA is like, okay, because this dude going to say whatever he wants to say. He just like Kanye. He lived by his principles. He's not going to back down no matter what. He's not getting the shot, the COVID shot. So we're going to use. So, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Man, listen though, right? We gotta move on. Um, I wanted to close out. I wanted to go on a lighter note. Um, I was gonna ask y'all about Utah, San Antonio, and Atlanta. Um, I don't really know if people want to talk about Boston. I feel like Boston being who they supposed to be, with dealing with all the injuries, they still doing what they supposed to do. So I don't really. I don't really got a lot of comments on Boston. But these teams are top four in a conference. Utah five and two. Um San Antonio five and two. Atlanta four and two. And uh oh, and then it's Boston. But Atlanta, San Antonio, and Utah. What y'all thoughts on them? At the end of the season. Utah, whatever their record is, they're going to lead the first round if they even make it. 
San Antonio, I'm waiting to see because I was a San Antonio fan. I rolled with my team till they broke apart and I became a Kawhi Leonard fan. But I've been wanting to see if they could pull something together. I still pay attention. So they might have a, a probably about an AFC, probably, if they could work something out. Atlanta, I'm, I ain't got no clue. I don't know what the – they just be – they have a good year, fizzle out. Next year, fizzle out. Fuck, I, I don't really pay no attention to them today unless they make it past the second round. So – I'm the I'm I'm with I'm with Post on the on the Atlanta. I don't I mean they got a special player over there that's the exciting to watch. They in the fourth seed. I see them switching switching with the Sixers and the Wizards. I, I feel like Atlanta. Maybe I mean obviously Philly's gonna end up okay, so what ain't me oh. You froze, bro. Oh, okay. So wait, so Wayne, wait, we gonna let Scully come back. Um, there you go. There you go. Um, so look, real quick. Uh, real quick. So, uh, how I, I don't know why people sleeping on the climb. You know, I don't know what the fuck. I feel like a lot of what you are you back, Scully. I guess I don't know. There we go. Now I gotta put my mask back. I gotta put my mask back on. <laughs> so look, Atlanta, I, I Atlanta got talent, and and if they do get a high seed, I feel like they're dangerous. But looking at the Brooklyn, Brooklyn and the Sixers, I think they both off. Brooklyn is gonna be up there. I mean, they got too much talent. The Sixers are gonna be up there, so I think Atlanta's gonna drop, but they could be dangerous. I'm with Pulse when it comes to uh, Utah. I think they're gonna fall. The Clippers and Warriors, come on now, they're gonna be in the playoffs. So where are the Jazz gonna be? They're gonna be seventh, eighth. And watch out for the Pelicans. I like Zion. If Zion can stay healthy, I like the Pelicans. Dangerous. And the Spurs, I think, is gonna be up there with uh I think the Spurs is is gonna be up there with Portland and um Phoenix. They they, they, they something going on over there. Uh Popovich got that youth popping over there. I think they're gonna be dangerous. We got high hopes. We got high hopes. Y'all bug. It, okay, let me rephrase this. In my opinion, y'all bug. Okay. <laughs> about about uh, who? Who, Atlanta? Let me just, I'm going to just start with Atlanta. If we, I ain't got to the rest of them yet. We just going to start with Atlanta, all right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if, if for those who haven't seen the previous show, it might have been show like 73, around there, episode 73, 74, something around there. Could have been said. Whatever the case, I said Atlanta is going to be a top two seed in the East. Everybody looked at me like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I told people, Trey Young might get the score title. People Trae looking Young. at me like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Trey Young, yeah. Listen, let me tell you something, right? He in the top 10 right now. Yeah. For all the praise that we give Luca, Trey Young did it first. Let's be honest. And I, we got to keep stuff in perspective. 
But everything we praise Luca for, Trey Young did it first. Trey Young went to the Eastern Conference first. Then Luca went. Trey Young took his team to the playoff first. Then Luca went. They got traded for each other. So therefore, their careers are always intertwined. There is nothing Luca has done that Trey Young hasn't done. So we got to stop acting like that. And Trey Young got an overall better team than Luca got. Even though I think Luca has right now, present day, his team is deeper. I think talent-wise, Atlanta is better. Okay? Trey Young was the only true facilitator on that squad. Then they got DeJounte Murray. You're a Spurs fan, Post. Just quickly, how good is DeJounte Murray, Post? I don't know what it let him go. I don't understand that at Can all. Can you would you would you argue that he's a franchise guard? He could he could be. He could be. He's not yet. He's not yet, but he, he can do, be do you think him and Trey Young game complement each other? Yes, it does. And on that note, I'm gonna have, I gotta make this power move, but I want to get back with you. Get at me so I can make that. For happen. sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. For sure, Paul. Appreciate you coming up. Coming on the show, Paul. We appreciate that. All right. Always. Um, so my whole thing is you got DeAndre Hunter, top five pick, two-way player, six eight, seven foot wingspan. You got John Collins, you got Clint Capella. Then you coming off the bench with Brogdon, with with with, with younger brother Brogdonovich. Um, you know what I'm saying? And they still with Jalen Johnson playing. They got uh they got a couple of little players. They got both the holiday brothers. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Yeah, they got, they got young. Nice. huh? They, they nice, but if they they got it. Are they can they are they can they beat Brooklyn in a five-game series, in a seven-game series? Bruh, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals just two years ago. The only reason they was off last year was really because of contract situations and injuries. Collins yeah, was hurt for the first part of the year. So was Bobby Hunter. Bogdanovich was hurt. Gallinari was hurt. That's the key to their team right there. I like Gallinari and Bogdanovich, man. Them shooters. They got the shooters around around Gallinari the ball. and Boston, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bagnanovich yeah, is the key. Uh, a big key to Atlanta. If he can stay healthy, because he's nice. His his problem is injuries. Cause and they, they got it, they got a nice squad built around um around around that boy out there. But I think Atlanta's gonna be, I think they'll be in the fifth, sixth, sixth. That's a good seed for them. You don't want them. You really don't want them in the seven. They don't want that's, to be in the seven. I think that's a disappointment. I just gave three first round picks up to add a please, and I didn't lose any crucial pieces. That's no different than the Cavs trading for Donovan Mitchell. You gave up three players who didn't really have a role on your team to a player who's supposed to fit the one role that you really needed to get filled on your team, which was a dominant score. Right. Bruh. Atlanta is going to be a problem because you got four guys on that on that uh, starting lineup that can defend at a high level. Dejounte is six four, six five, can defend. Hunter six eight can defend. John Collins six ten, six eleven can defend. 
we already know what Clint Capella do. So yeah. you telling me when it comes down to the X and O's and scheme of things, you're going to be able to stop DeJounte off the, off the dribble or Trey Young off the dribble or Trey Young off the screen or John Collins off the – come on, bro. Like, we don't know. know. Hey, to end, to end this note, D-Trent, you want me to give you my, my, my eighth seed in the East? My eighth? My one, one through eight? Yeah, go ahead. Bucks, Cavs, Celtics. Sixes, Nets, Knicks. Where am I at? Bucks, Cavs, Celtics. Bucks, Cavs, Celtics, Knicks, Philly. No, no, you had Celtics. You had Celtics, Philly. Bucks, Celtics, Celtics, Brooklyn, Philly. Philly Brooklyn, the right. And then the Knicks. And That's then six. Needing two more. And then. Well, I need one more. Atlanta's gonna fight. Atlanta. I think Atlanta, the Bulls, and the Heat are gonna fight for them last two spots. So we agree on the Bulls and the Heat. Um, I, listen, and I possibly could be wrong. You know, things happen. Um, but Atlanta got a spot. They better be really. They better get really good when Brooklyn and Philly start getting it together. Right. You know they're going. That's to the up. same squad that went to the finals. That's why I'm not understanding. Like people always say, experience matters, bro. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to the playoffs multiple years. They running with the same starting five. I guess they looking at it like the Cincinnati Bengals. They went to the. They went to the Super Bowl. You expect Cincinnati to go back this year? No. So it's kind of like the same thing, maybe. I don't know. But that don't mean they can't go back. No, nah, but are you, to. are you expecting Atlanta? And is, is Atlanta hot on the list to get back to? No. I is think, with, in my opinion, with all the uncertainty and all the inconsistency with every other team in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta has the best chance to take advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. That's so, that so at number one seed is either going to be it's it's going to be Milwaukee unless Brooklyn or Philly figure it out and get hot. I think the Celtics is either going to be two or three. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta going to be a top four team. And right now the way it's looking – the Cavs gonna be one of the other top four teams, but I'm sorry. Who would win? Who would win it right now? Right now, who winning a seven game series? Atlanta or the Cleveland? Cleveland. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's much. It's now. Listen. So listen, right? It, I want to say Cleveland, but in my opinion, like. Deion, not having an answer for DeAndre Hunter is a problem. Right. And not having Mobley at even half of his offensive force right now is a problem. So in a seven-game series, I I couldn't be I would not be surprised if Atlanta took in a seven. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they took in a six. And and I love Cleveland. You know, I love Cleveland. I ain't saying that, but I'm just saying like. Atlanta got it figured out. They know who they are. 
And to me, that's a big part of winning the title is knowing who you are as a team. Yeah, knowing your own roles, accepting. The Cavs may the Cavs will probably they know who they are and they probably will get there. But I think in that series it comes down to it's gonna come come down to the big dogs. How who's gonna be greater? Trey Young or or who's gonna be greater? That's what that's Cavs what just gotta stay healthy. Huh? Cavs just gotta stay healthy. Just go back and look at the record and where we was at in the standings before everybody went down. Oh, yeah, we was the top team. And just imagine what we would have did because we would have spanked the East last year. That's on yeah. everything. I don't care. If no boys would have stayed healthy, even though Bull was down, but we had we coming out the East. We was coming yeah, out the right. East. <laughs> I think uh, the way I Rubio think, was playing and stuff, he was going to lead them out the East, man. I don't, you know what? I don't think, I don't think the Cavs would have came went to the finals last year, but I think they would have got to the second round and made it interesting um, last year if they'd have been fully healthy. Hey, say I like up. your hat. Say, hey, look. Say, what's up, Uncle D. Trent, Uncle Hooley? Say, hey, hey, princess. I like your hat. You. Say, thank you. We're going, for, we're going for win number two tonight. Trying to win that chip. Hey, you got some juice? He's gonna show you juice. He's gonna say hi. Say hi to everybody. Say hey, it's game changers. D Trent. It's Scully. It's in the street sports. You got something to say Happy to Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, hey, D Trent. Huh. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for having me host, man. I'm, about, I'm getting back in my NBA bag. It's that year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, man. This year, this, this NBA going to be exciting. Um, yeah, man, we've been going for a minute. We've been going for like two hours, bro. I still got to transition because later on, uh, D-Trent and Scully, Scully and D-Trent, we'll have Gridiron Thursday streaming, uh, possibly live for the game. You know what I'm saying? We, you know. Oh, yeah, so definitely yeah. be ready for that. Um, and uh, it's Browns and Bengals, man. You know what I mean? But this was the NBA version. Yeah. I had yeah. to talk we basketball. It's, it's a lot more topics to get into. Uh, we've been streaming for a minute, but I definitely, you know, when we, when we circle the block, man, I definitely want to get into how Dane has looked this year. I want to get into how Denver looks this year. Uh, I want to I get into, you know, Will Chicago expectations change if, or, or I ain't gonna say if, when Lonzo Ball comes back and how long before he comes back? Um, will Milwaukee still be as dangerous when Chris Middleton arrives? Uh, will Drew Holiday still play the two? Um, can Utah sustain this? Uh, I mean, they play it. Listen, Utah is full of starters, bro. Colin Saxon, a starter on somebody's team. Malik Beasley, yeah, a starter yeah. on somebody's team. Jordan Clarkson, a, 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 a starter on somebody's team. Laurie Markin, a starter on somebody's team. Kelly Olenek has been a starter on somebody's team. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, okay, Mike Conley. All right, they got a lot of guys who are starters somewhere. Then you got your Jared Vanderbilt's. You got your uh, Kessler Walkers. You know, you got other guys in there that you're throwing in there that's you know, Ochai Baji. So 
I like, and they play fast. I think that's a problem for a lot of older teams. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. We got to have the over-under of how long Doc Rivers is going to last in Philly. Got to have an over-under over on that one. <laughs> is Embiid going to come off the bench? Because it seems like that's when Maxie want to put up 44. We got a lot to talk about, Detroit. <laughs> Man. Hey, whatever Game it takes changes. to win. <laughs> huh? I said, whatever it takes to win, bro. Got to ride the bench. You might have to get off the bench, brother. <laughs> Man. That's, that's going to lead to some interesting conversation, that one right there. Yeah. Um, game hey, changes, yeah. sports talk, industry sports, man. D-Trent, Colston with Scully today, man. Um, let's say I appreciate everybody for tuning in. As usual, when we stream, we're streaming on multiple media platforms at once. Uh, we be live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. That's D-Trent or Scully, or uh, uh, the sports media, which is industry sports. Uh, you can follow Game Changer Sports Talk Show when you miss a lot of records. You can follow it on the industry sports channel, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. It's always a pleasure to get up here with y'all. Like I'll say, wherever you're streaming from, you can always get in the chat. The link be in the chat if you want to come up. You know what I'm saying? And show your face, speak your piece. Got topics and stuff you just want us to hit on. You can definitely just hit it up in the chat. We'll read it all. Um, it's always a pleasure rocking with y'all. Scully, you got any any just just Scully. Just Scully. You got any closing remarks for Halloween? Hey, look. Glad to be here on the game changer with D Trend Sports Talk. Um, it's your boy Scully. Again, the Cavs is gonna be scary. It's a lot of scary things going out in the NBA. Um, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all watching the game tonight, Big Browns game against Cincinnati. Come check the game, yo. Come check Gridiron Thursdays, rolling on a Monday. Industry sports, we here. We ain't going nowhere. God bless y'all, man. Check that candy for you eat it. Word.